And hello, everyone. This is Rich Sports Talk. Sports Talk worth a million. I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here today. The New York Jets roster is starting to take shade under Joe Douglas's first offseason as New York Jets general manager. However, there's still a lot of work to be done. The good news is that's what the NFL draft is for, and the New York Jets will have plenty of picks, especially for in the first two days, to make an impact in trying to build a contender, but also trying to build a roster that will help develop their young quarterback, Sam Darnold. So it is time once again for another version of Rich Sports Talk's New York Jets Mock Draft. In the first round, I have the New York Jets selecting Tristan Wirfs, the offensive tackle out of Iowa. Now, in the last couple mock drafts, I've had them going with Jerry Judy, and while I think a wide receiver would be beneficial with the first overall pick, it's clear that Joe Douglas's number one project will be the offensive line. Tristan Wirfs would be an instant star day one. Now, I don't think Jedrick Wills Jr. will be there or one of the better pure left tackles, but Tristan Wirfs is definitely the best right tackle available in this draft, and Let's just face it, in the NFL, you're just looking for good offensive linemen. Worse could be a day one star at right tackle. Could even move inside the guard if the Jets really need to. But he is a mauler and has the quick feet to maybe eventually be a left tackle. But the very least case can be a successful and dominant right tackle in the NFL, which will not only help Sam Darnold, but will be much appreciated by Le'Veon Bell, who's looking for anyone to run behind this season. And Worse could be a great guy to open up some much-needed holes for the former Pro Bowl running back. In the second round, I have the New York Jets going with John Greener, the edge rusher from Florida. The Jets are one of the few teams that have actually had a private workout with him, and I do think they really like him. Now, Greener could have been a first-round pick, but there has been some concerns, especially over broken right wrist he had in 2018. Still, he's been highly productive with 9.5 sacks last year, including 15.5 tackles for a loss. And while his draft stock took a hit by running a 4.840, he's still a hard-working kid with a lot of good pass-rushing moves in his repertoire, and he also has a great motor. Now, I know taking an edge rusher from Florida is a little bit worrying, especially after Ja'Kai Polite last year with the New York Jets, but Greenard is the opposite. According to a lot of scouts out there, he's had great interviews and is a consummate pro and hard worker at Florida, so this could be a nice fit for the Jets, who now, with Jordan Jenkins, could find another edge rusher to pair with moving forward into next season. In the third round, I have the Jets selecting Michael Pittman Jr., the wide receiver out of USC. Now, he's already lobbied hard to be a New York Jet and has already talked about wanting to play with Sam Darnold once again. And Pittman was highly productive, 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns last year. But he didn't exactly light it up at the combine. And here's the thing. People are going to say, wait, he's going to fall all the way to the third round? Don't forget the Jets have a high-end pick in the third round thanks to the Leonard Williams trade. But Pittman could definitely drop because this is the most talented wide receiver class we've seen in a long time. In most years, he'd be a high-end second-round pick. But because of the abundance of great wide receivers who really wowed at the combine, I do believe Pittman will fall. And the Jets would love to have a productive wide receiver here in round three. Keep in mind, with the loss of Robbie Anderson, they have a lot of depth to address at the wide receiver position, and I do think Pittman will be available and already has a nice rapport with Sam Darnold, which will be a benefit, especially given the offseason with the coronavirus, and we're not sure how many workouts these guys are going to get. So finding a guy that they know has already worked with Darnold would be huge, especially because, and don't forget this, workouts could be limited because of the coronavirus so getting a wide receiver that's already used to Darnold and has already worked with him will be huge in the third round I also have the Jets getting Laurel Merchinson the defensive tackle from North Carolina State this was a guy that can rush the passer seven sacks for a loss 12 tackles for a loss last year and even broke up two passes he's a versatile defensive lineman and a great interior pass rusher and you don't find a lot of them 
The first thing is you don't find a lot of great interior pass rushers. They're very difficult to find. The second thing is two of the defensive linemen who are predominant on this defense were not brought in by this organization and by this general manager. Don't forget, Henry Anderson was signed by the former general manager, Mike McCagnin, and Mike McCagnin drafted Quinnen Williams. And while last year Quinnen Williams was untouchable at the trade deadline, I do get the sense in the building that there is regret with that pick and that the team should have gone in a different direction. But once again, he's here. I think Merchinson's not going to replace him, but it gives him another option. It gives him a third-round pick that they can move around on the defensive line, especially in sub-packages. And once again, this is a guy that I think will fit in Greg Williams' defense, plays up the field, likes to get into the backfield, which is exactly what the type of player Greg Williams is looking for. In the fourth round, I have Amik Robertson, the cornerback from Louisiana Tech. For those of you who have watched the previous ones, you know I'm a big fan of his. Even though he's five foot nine, this is a kid that loves to play in the run defense. He's got a nose for the football. He can lay the lumber. But more importantly, he's fast, he's twitchy, he can play that slot corner. And the thing I like about him the most, despite being an undersized corner, he's not afraid of bigger receivers. He's going to get in their face. He's going to be in press coverage. And this is the type of attitude that I think guys like Jamal Adams, Greg Williams, they're going to love this kid if he gets to the Jets, and I think he'd be a great fit here in the fourth round. In the fifth round, I have them going back to the offensive line, Kyle Murphy, the offensive guard from Rhode Island. What has been the trend of the offensive linemen that have been selected in free agency? Versatility. Joe Douglas is looking for guys that can fit and play multiple spots. He's going to play the five best. And right now, Kyle Murphy is a guy who can play multiple spots. He played four positions in college. He's played left tackle. He's played right tackle. He's played the two guard positions at Rhode Island. He was a durable starter. And even though he struggles a bit in the run game, he's a very good pass-blocking offensive lineman. I'm not saying he's going to start. But this could be a very nice rotational backup that the Jets could have on their depth chart. And it's valuable to have an offensive line, especially as a backup, that you can plug and play in multiple spots. It's very difficult when you only have one offensive lineman that can play one position. But when you have one that can play four different positions along the line between the guards and the tackles, that is invaluable as a backup asset and a key thing that I do think Joe Douglas will consider when drafting, and I think that's the reason why he will love this kid in the fifth round. In the sixth round, I have them going with James Robinson, the running back from Illinois State. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, well, wait a minute, they only have a running back in Le'Veon Bell. They need running back depth. They're not going to bring back Bilal Powell. It's uncertain what they're going to do with Ty Montgomery. You're going to need running back depth. You're not going to have Sam Darnold throw the ball 60 times a game, and I know Adam Gase likes to throw the football, but you're still going to need a running back. And Robinson... He's a kid that was versatile in college, could catch the ball well in the backfield, and was a workhorse. This is a guy that can come in, get 5 to 10 carries a game, give Le'Veon Bell a blow, but also can come in and catch some balls out of the backfield. That's the type of backup running back you need and a valuable piece why I think the Jets can take him in round 6. And then the other 6-round pick, the final pick that the Jets have, I've been going with Giovanni Ritchie, the tight end from Western Michigan. Now, I understand the Jets just extended Ryan Griffin and that they already have Chris Hearn, but hear me out. Richie is one of those tight ends that fits what the Jets are trying to do. They're trying to look for pass catchers. He's a hybrid, six foot three, two hundred forty pounds, had fifty one catches and eight touchdowns. He's one of those guys you can line in the slot. You can play him along the line, but he is a receiving tight end. 
But here's the biggest reason why I think the Jets will consider a tight end. Think about last year. Two of the key tight ends on this roster. Westco was drafted by Mike McCagnan. Not really known as a pass catcher. I don't know if he's going to fit in this new regime. And number two, Chris Herndon. We all heard the hype. I was really high on Chris Herndon. I thought he was going to be a great player for the Jets last year. But think about this. In just his second year, he already had a four-game suspension and then missed the rest of the year with injuries. Sam Darnold loves throwing to tight ends. We saw it when Griffin was healthy, how effective he was. They're going to be looking for guys that can help Darnold and be security blankets in the middle of the field, and Richie fits that. And here's the thing with Herndon. I still think he's going to get an opportunity, but I do think it could be limited because, once again, Joe Douglas did not draft Chris Herndon. And really, he's let it be known outside of Sam Darnold and probably now Jamal Adams, no one on this team is really untouchable. And even to an extent, you could say Jamal Adams. And But I do think now he is untouchable, but... Let me bring it back. I do believe that everyone who was drafted in the previous regime, your job's definitely not guaranteed. And because Chris Herndon, despite having a very productive rookie year, if he doesn't perform and if he isn't healthy this year, they're going to need a backup plan at tight end. And Richie could be that guy. He's the kid I really liked. Good athlete. Good pass catcher. Can be effective on third downs, which is exactly what the New York Jets are looking for. And that's our list. Do you agree with our picks? And who do you, more importantly, want to see the New York Jets drafted? Are there some prospects under the radar that I'm missing that you would like to see them take in the later rounds? Make sure to comment below. And of course, hit that subscribe button. We're going to be doing mock drafts all the way up until draft night. So you're going to want to make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the latest content, including content on the New York Jets themselves, the latest I have a five-player list of players that the New York Jets should consider from the XFL. Hey, you got to get good players from everywhere you can, and the XFL could be a unique way to get some nice last-minute pieces to the roster and some good depth in key positions for the New York Jets, including one position and one player I really would love to see the Jets get because I do think he could be a great project, especially... For Sam Darnold, but make sure you hit that subscribe button and don't miss any of our latest content. Until next time, I'm Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here on Rich Sports Talk.